Here we've got Dominique. Hi, say hi to everybody. We're live Facebook. We've got Carrie Lambert and Dominique. So, what do you have to say to everybody about t today's press conference? Why are you here, <laughs> are you here with us? Come out with the cool kids. Cool kids. That's right. Yeah, exactly. You should be here. We need your voices. You need to be speaking about this, yelling about this. We have four people who we love in prison. And who's talking about it? Who? Only the Independence Party. Well, yeah, because our leaders are mute. Somehow they've lost their tongue. Yes. What the heck? So no, they, you need to come out. You need to have a voice. Uh, you're one of those. You're one of the people. I do agree with it. Uh, I would ask you to please come over and take one of these sheets and sign it and uh, bring it back to us. And uh, the petition is to the Alberta government. And I'll read it out to you right now. It says, whereas Casey Madu admitted it was never about science, but about political control and power. Thanks to Freedom Convoys who had the courage to mobilize against these tyrannical policies. At least half a dozen truckers from Fort McLeod, Tabor, Lethbridge, Clarence Home and Olds have had charges laid against them because they rallied for their rights in Coots, Alberta. These men are political punching bags who stood up against mandate madness. The charges against them are malicious prosecution in kangaroo courts, pandering to political bullies. Therefore, we, the residents of Canada, call for the charges against the truckers to be dropped and for Tyler Shandro to be removed from the Alberta cabinet. That is the petition. If you agree with the petition, please come over here and I will give you a sheet. And I've got some pens that don't work really well in the cold, but we're going to give that a shot. And then we will collect these at the end. Thank you very much. You can also do it online at abindependence.com. Oh, we actually have this petition also online. We should be just doing it online. Oh, well, no, we do it all. We're gonna, we need paper ones. It's also online at abindependence.com. So you can go there, or you can come over here and be cold with me and do this up here. Thank you very much. We'll be starting very soon. Well, I would say uh, we're about to start. See so if you can come closer if you are not afraid. We're not afraid of anything. Thank you so much for coming. I am very grateful for Alberta's or Edmonton's wonderful weather. Like I have been always saying, that God sent me to my little Siberia. My grandfather escaped Siberia. It took him a year to come to Poland uh, from the Soviet Soviet prison. Oh, mine too. So now we are facing a very similar weather, politically and physically, I would say. So again, thank you so much for braving the weather and being here with us. And again, this is press conference. And I believe it's one of the most important press conferences that we have ever done. And for sure, before, um, before the upcoming election, 
I think people have the right to know what's really going on. So let me start. We're going to have amazing speakers here. Obviously, they are um, assisting us with the sound, but that's fine. It shows you how terrified those people are. They're terrified of the truth and they're using all kinds of things to frustrate what people want, but we will survive. So hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Arthur Polowski and I am the leader of the Independence Party of Alberta. Thank you very much for coming here today and being willing to listen to the stories of the victims of Alberta's totalitarian justice system that has lost its way and has absolutely zero accountability. In the past three years, Albertans have been hammered without mercy with a level of tyranny never seen in our beloved country. A total disregard by our elected politicians and bureaucrats for law and order. The Criminal Code of Canada, Charter Rights and Freedoms, and the International Human Rights. And it has reached its troubling peak. With no checks and balances and tangible mechanism for accountability, the UCP government with its ministers, members of the Legislative Assembly and the Premier Danielle Smith herself have betrayed the trust given to them by the people to govern our province with justice and fairness for all. Destruction of private property, lockdowns, arrests of the pastors, restaurant owners, truckers and farmers muzzling our teachers, doctors and nurses, forwarding experimental drugs on our citizens, breaking the secret right of bodily autonomy, causing prices to skyrocket, forcing people to lose their homes. Those are just a few of the latest attacks on our God-given rights. And all of that is on the United Conservative Party. They cannot blame somebody else for what we have witnessed in the past few years. It is them that did this to us. And what is more shocking, they are still doing it to the very people that have elected them. We cannot forget that the very UCP government leaders that launched this evil prosecution and persecution of law-abiding Albertans were themselves caught breaking their own mandates and COVID restrictions, making them the biggest hypocrites in the land. We, are, we must also point out that instead of bringing those corrupted individuals like Tyler Shandro, Travis Taves, Jason Copping, or the Nixon brothers, to just name a few, into the hands of justice, Daniel Smith, the new Premier of Alberta, have rewarded them with powerful positions 
in her government, enabling them now even more to oppress, prosecute, and forward their personal vendetta towards anyone that stood and is still standing in their way. We cannot talk about justice without bringing at least some of them before the courts. The thousands that were segregated, separated, punished for standing for their rights. The multitudes that lost their jobs because of their tyranny. Those, those that were not allowed to see their dying loved ones for fear of being arrested ticketed and persecuted. They purposely targeted Christians in their places of worship. The children that have been traumatized by the actions of the political hypocrites and countless others demand restitution. <laughs> There's no snow there. Today, I, Artur Polowski, a political prisoner, illegally arrested, kept in jail, without due process. You know, I mean, those people are absolutely so pathetic. So pathetic, using such a low tactics. I mean, think about it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That shows you clearly that those people are terrified of you. They're afraid of you, the people, Albertans. I was kept without due process for over 50 days in prison for holding church services and my participation in the truck convoy. I was placed in a solitary confinement, in metal cages, threatened with years in prison, and still on house arrest for almost a year. Imagine that. I, the victim of the UCP tyranny, stand in front of you asking this government to stop this insanity. Premier Smith, we Albertans demand today that you keep your promise given to us before you were elected. You have given your word that if elected, you will bring amnesty. That you will stop this prosecution of political dissidents. You have given us your word that law and order once again will come to our beloved province. Your own Deputy Premier Kaysima Du said it himself clearly that all the lockdowns, arrests, mandates were not based on science but were politically motivated. If this evil was done to us by the political and tyrannical madness, it can be fixed 
by political honesty and sanity. Premier Danielle Smith, are you going to keep your words? Will you stand for justice? Will you stop your minister's personal vendetta? Will you? Albertans are watching. We are watching. And we will not let you know what we think. We will let you know what we think at the voting stations. Today or in the near future, but we will get our province back. Mark my words. So God, keep our province glorious and free. Alberta, we stand on guard for thee. Thank you so much. I'd like to invite Bob Lyon. And uh, we're going to continue with the horrific stories of great injust injustice being done under the UCP leadership. Thank you, Pastor Art. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming today. Uh, yeah, my name is Bob Lyon. I'm from Peace River, Alberta. Uh, my wife, Dana, and I are, we call ourselves Alberta Advocates, and it's an honor to stand with these people today and with all of you. I just have a message to our fellow Albertans. In compassion for the victims of Alberta's dysfunctional justice, children's health, and protective government agencies, the Independence Party of Alberta stands here today in solidarity and support for those who are suffering neglect and abuse of government, unelected bureaucrats, and public employees. Our concern is driven by the compassionate leadership of brave and kind people such as these, as well as outreach supported by evidence of horrific accounts of gross injustices playing out in government agencies of public health, police, children's, and justice, as well as within First Nation communities. We received tragic outreach from mothers, fathers, and grandparents who are fighting for their children, hopelessly trying to defend their children from physical, psychological, sexual abuse, and imprisonment. As bureaucrats and public servants stand accused One second. In case you can't tell at home, it's pretty cold. As bureaucrats and public servants stand accused of dark and unbecoming actions and inactions, elected representatives turn their backs on these families in what can only be described as neglectful cowardice. We wish to provide an opportunity for all people to share their heartbreaking accounts. The abuse of children, husbands, fathers, and sons, and daughters must immediately be addressed. This building belongs to the people of Alberta. And this is where elected representatives, our elected representatives, gather. It is in this place where MLAs have a moral and civic duty to hold the Alberta government 
which includes cabinet ministers and the premier accountable. It has come to our attention that all Alberta MLAs, government ministers, as well as the premier, are failing these people, whose many letters, emails, phone calls, and requests for conversation go unanswered. Federal MPs also have failed to respond and take action. It is the good of the people that must take precedence in this legislature, above all else, above political organizations and parties, that the rights, freedoms, and dignity of all Albertans is honored. That elected duty rests not only on a single premier, minister or MLA. This is where I'm at today. This duty is shared equally among all elected representatives of the people, of all parties, at all levels, municipal, provincial, and federal. So we advise that the Premier, Cabinet Ministers, and all UCP and NDP MLAs take this opportunity today to come and listen and acknowledge and act on behalf of these people and their families. So the first individual that's going to come up here and speak, Nancy O'Neill, is from the community of Woodland Creek, located by Peace River in northern Alberta. Based on a lie, for one year, Nancy's four children were taken from them. But from the beginning of her journey, for two and a half years now, this courageous mother has been taking on a Goliath, and she is winning. She is an example for all of us. It is an honor to introduce an absolute warrior, leader, and friend, Nancy O'Neill. spend some time with them in their home. Uh, I am a resident of Peace River, Alberta. I've lived on the nations for 24 years. Um, I've been a mother of 22. I have five children. And being in the nations, I've learned some very horrific things that are happening. And I address you today as I had the Pope on the 9th of December this year. I addressed the Queen before she died. Um, and most recently, they did stop my letter to the king in transit for active genocide in northern Alberta and across Canada. And I have found in judiciary, medical, education, law enforcement, and it is all filed in Peace River, Alberta, 2.6 years of persecution, 18 charter breaches against my indigenous family. I've had to learn the law in civil, family and criminal to protect myself and not until I started firing the lawyers did I start winning in the courts. 
As recent as February 7, 2022, a lawyer of Stringham Law in Grand Prairie, Alberta, took a claim on me, Chuck Demire. He had to remove his claim. He is 27 years in practice, and that is filed in Peace or Grand Prairie Courts. In Peace River, Alberta, where I filed my 18 charter breaches, Judge Ambrose illegally quashed it on September 12, 2022. So I, the trial judge would not have to touch it. The trial judge took away my last three, our last three charter breaches and said, you proceed as a criminal. I have never been a criminal in my life. Um, I fought so hard and pushed this entire government. I served all 449 members under the House. In early May of 2022, the Queen of England, 200 others, including dozens of police officers, eight provincial judges. I have the signature of a ninth right here at the Judicial Council for Provincial Judges. I have the forged signature of K.G. Nielsen, the Chief Justice for the Federal Judges, right here in this town city of Alberta, Edmonton, Alberta. I have reported to the highest authorities in this er, country. Most recently, civilian review and complaints. I now have two file numbers, one from Sergeant Brown in Peace River, Alberta, where he was nine months in breach of policy, Tyler, no, sorry, excuse me, Curtis Silblocki, who was the commander of K Division, in breach still almost two and a half years later. On top of that, Sergeant Dave Brown from Peace River, Alberta, and if I said that, I'm sorry, I talk so much, I forget sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, civilian review and complaints. Oh, and a retired reservist of 43 years with the RCMP. When he came to take my... Uh, complaint his last words were you must have did something nancy i think that's very unprofessional conduct for an rcmp officer of 43 years totally so on top of this all the ministers i've just served them this morning again and i served them yesterday and i served it to thousands in this country and all over the world as i have been doing for months because it is their responsibility to stand up for people in this country and all they are doing is walking on our heads. And it is an act, people. I have been in the courts over 40 times in the last 2.6 years and they, it's like a stage. It has never changed. They set court for you. And before we went to court on the 19th of December for a faulty verdict that we were made to wait two months, I sent out an email to that courthouse, lawyers, Crown prosecutors, there's three of them involved, and two thousands. And when we got there, the judge didn't say it's uh, business as usual. He said, come back January 30th, because he didn't know what to do. And this was all done to my family on a closed investigation number, 990227. And any RCMP officer, judge, lawyer, Crown prosecutor will know that. And the Child and Family Services, Van Delegated, what they did, five pages in switched our investigation number to someone else's that is open. Shame. On top of this, they run double dockets to remove a child with brain-based dysfunction that took me five years to get her medical diagnosis. 
She was their star witness for the Crown Prosecutor. Three Crown Prosecutors, eight Provincial Judges, 14 lawyers, several RCMP, all the Ministers, every member under the House of Commons, including the Senate, multiple reporting organizations, the Minister of Justice Office, I caught a lawyer in the Department of Justice, Catherine Starks, representing the Queen, and then Pat Copeman, the assistant to the Head Justice here in Edmonton, K.G. Nelson, Ford Signature. I reported to the Judicial Council and I am still waiting and they are about 10 days past in breach of policy. Every appeal secretariat, the College of Psychologists, I put in a complaint on Dr. Lloyd Falero of Stony Plain. He painted me as a monkey. I could never stand here and address you today. They tried to destroy my whole life because I stood against them. KTC, Kataskanao Tribal Council in Northern Alberta, in Red Earth Creek, all-inclusive, KTC, Kataskanao Tribal Council, Child and Family, and KTC Education Authority. My employer for five years. Do you know who owns judges? The federal government, provincial government, and tribal councils, and every office across this country. Albertans, we are not safe. No one in this country is safe from these courts. These men are here illegally, illegally. They have never had due process, I know. I've been fighting for it for 2.6 years. I can say without even looking at their papers, under the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, they are in breach of section 11, 12, and 10. 12, I am still living it as is Pastor Art. It is, per, it is cruel and unusual punishment. And this is exactly what they do to you. Those men are suffering, their families are suffering. And it will take years for them to heal for what they have done. And where is Justin Trudeau right now? Flying around the country, smooching other leaders, spending our dollars off of our heads. And we are all standing here in the cold to be heard while he's in $9,000 hotel rooms and drinking, what, $10 glass orange juices? I have those eight, 18 charter breaches that were filed. And I am willing to put it on the table today because it was illegally quashed by Judge Ambrose, as well as civil suit that I filed April 28, 2022, against all the members, the Queen, and dozens of other. And I'm going to put that on the table for Canada. And these men and everything that they have suffered is going to go in that application. And I'm going to have it done within 30 days. And as Canadians, I want to push this forward. They are illegally incarcerated. And I did send an address letter to the Pope most recently at the Vatican, and I know he received it. And he is going to make these things happen. We need it round table. We need to have it open for the public to see. And I think I'm running out of time. So just before I go, I would like to name some people. The provincial judges the court jurisdictions of High Prairie, Grand Prairie, Peace River, Alberta, Judges Ambrose, Teakett, Hingle, Marceau, um, just give me a minute, there's lots, Krennic, out of Grand Prairie, Alberta. I have lists of this and there is a document, 14 pages flying around this country and the world with their names. 14 lawyers, Three Crown Prosecutors, Bruce Ritter, Ritter, Mark Mastel, Naveen Powers, Peace River Courts, Alberta. Totally criminal. 
I thank you for listening to me today, and uh, this country is full of active genocide, and it needs to be heard across the world. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Nancy. I just want to inform you that we, we as a party, we have invited to this press conference the sitting MLAs from all floors. We invited the UCP, we invited the NDP, anyone that was that, that say and claims that is interested in our rights, we invited them all, the independents, everyone was invited to come here today. So I want to give them an opportunity. Is there any sitting MLA in the crowd right now? If you can raise your hand, I would like to see it. I'd like to see it to believe it, you know? I'm a little bit like a Thomas. Is there an, a sitting MLA here in the crowd? No? No? You see? That tells you everything you need to know about those crooked people that are hiding behind the closed doors inside a building. They do not care if you live or die. They do not care if your children will have no country left. They do not care if you're sick or healthy. They care about taxes. And they are taxing us to death. Them hiding inside of those buildings speaks volume. And remember that when the next election is coming. So our next uh, speaker is another good friend. Margaret McKay leads the way in advocating for the men and families of the four Coots political prisoners. Political prisoners, I'll say that again. Chris Lysak, Tony Olenek, Jerry Moran, and Chris Carbert. Margaret represents the best of us. I know her to be relentlessly kind, compassionate, and courageous. I'm honored to introduce another exceptional leader and friend in Margaret McKay. never spoke in a mic before so this feels a little weird I usually have my phone <laughs> so this is a little odd for me so good morning and um, my name is Margaret Mackay most of you do know me as uh, granny Mackay I am official fundraiser for, excuse me I'm a little nervous official fundraising chair and advocate for our four Alberta men being held in custody regarding the coups demonstration from 2022 Chris Carbert, Jerry Morin, Tony Olianek, and Chris Lysak. I say their names and I'm going to cry. I say their names because they are four real men. 
with real lives, real families, who I believe deserve the opportunity to defend themselves against the allegations being made against them. If you are not already aware, all four men were arrested between February 13th and February 14th, 2022, and have been in custody ever since. Having been denied bail, they do not have the ability to work, take care of their families, or fundraise for their legal defense. Over the past 332 days, we have watched thousands of violent repeat offenders release on bail within hours of arrest all over the country. It is my belief that everyone deserves the right to maintain their innocence until they have been convicted based on evidence presented in a court of law. And I say the words, court of law. As we know, the federal government has extremely deep pockets. Our men do not. Let's go back to January, February of 2022. We all witnessed a time in Canadian history that was second to none. We came together and raised $10 million, not once, but twice. We came together and, or, and that was absolutely amazing. Why am I bringing this up? Chris, Jerry, Tony, Chris, as like myself and tens of thousands of others, took part in this amazing time in history. And now, Chris, Jerry, Tony, Chris, and the families are living the Canadian nightmare. They now need our financial support for their legal fees. I know we can raise the funds needed because we have already done it and raised the money in the past. I am here calling on all Albertans and Canadians to please come together and support our four Alberta men financially. The, the four families have an approved Give, Send, Go set up through myself. You can find it on my Facebook page or on the Alberta Political Prisoners Facebook page or search my name in the Give, Send, Go. I honestly believe that any one we'll of us can, could have been after. them and any of us could be the next to live the Canadian nightmare. I would like to point out to everyone who was part of the convoy to Ottawa or the Coots demonstration, the only difference between us and these four men is that we came home and they did not. True. Before I end today, I have a message from our four Alberta men who were arrested from Coots, Alberta in jail since February 2022, trial not till June 2023. Chris, Jerry, Tony, Chris, want to thank everyone from the bottom of their hearts for mailing them cards and letters. You have no idea what this has done for their mental health. And now our four Alberta men know that we see them. Let's find the solution and bring our four Alberta men home. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you so much, Margaret. Some of us do not want to use the system. So here, I just want to clarify.
that what happened to those four boys is criminal. Why? Because the provincial government and the federal government has forsaken or, if you will, throw out the due process. Everyone has a right to receive bail. As was mentioned, that there are violent offenders, rapists, murderers, drug traffickers, people that have been repeatedly caught with guns, illegal weapons, are on bail the next day. This, is, this has nothing to do with law and order. Those four boys have been denied the due process. They have been denied the right to speedy trial. What we're witnessing right now is that they are being used as political pawns by the federal and provincial government. And again, let me say it clearly. This is not Jason Kenney doing this. This is Premier Danielle Smith that is doing this to our boys. Alongside the federal government with Justin Trudeau Castro on its head. So, just wanted to clarify that those boys, if they are guilty, well, bring the evidence, and then we will go through the trial. But if they're not guilty, they should be treated as any other Canadian, Albertan. Okay. Uh, there's a, a donation bag going to be passed around the crowd for the four Cooch political prisoners. So some families are unable to speak for themselves. They are literally gagged by agencies of the government. In breaking those political gag orders, these families risk losing their children forever to government agencies. The Independence Party is blessed to have an Alberta leader who advocates for the well-being of her friends and neighbors. She's very passionate about that. A heart of gold and a warrior also. Vicki Bayford will be speaking on behalf of this family. Good morning, afternoon, wherever we're at now. Thank you guys all so much for coming out, and it's so good to see so many wonderful faces. Um, you guys are all warriors, and um, I just thank you guys so much for being here today. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm speaking on behalf um, of a, of a family um, that has reached out um, to me, and this family is one of. A few you know this is just one story and this isn't the only one that I've heard personally and sat across the table from so uh, tip has been receiving concerns about government tyranny and more political injustices this time it's against children and some of their family members Concerns about child and family services overreach practices that are stealing and removing children from their homes based on lies, 
ideologies, preconceptions, biases, and prejudices. In many of these cases, there's no proof to apprehend these children. No charges are actually laid, and there's no rule of law applying to these, these removals of these children. There is no oversight of child family services. They are run by our government, but this is a bureaucratic nightmare. They're acting basically as a separate non-parliamentary government, enforcing legislation only when it's convenient for their benefit as a government of themselves with the help of publicly funded prosecutors. This evil adjacent government never has to answer to the people. CFS keeps you in family court to have total control and one appointed judge to rule on all CFS policies rather than having a fair trial in accordance with the rule of law and a jury of your peers. That needs to change. In this family's opinion, it is the most unjust judicial political system in our society. Children are not a number, a commodity, and they do not belong to the state. The supremacy of God gives children all equal rights and freedoms under the Constitution, Charter, rule of law, civil rights, moral rights, international law, and the rights of the child with no exceptions. We have been told of a case, sorry, we have been told of a case where children have been sexually violated. Yes. They have been trafficked. Yes. And their lives were threatened as well as some of their family members. CFS, the courts, and the police have given these children back to the perpetrators three times. And they're trying for a fourth. This is an ongoing case. Each time, the children, again, were repeatedly sexually violated and sold. The parent that had custody of these children had done exactly what CFS investigators and police told them to do. They reported the abuse with no questions asked of the children, always being told the children are safe in this parent's care. CFS never once came to do a safety check during the 11 months that this parent independently cared for the children. There was no help from CFS. They canceled hospital referrals for the children to receive counseling and other supports. After 11 months, CFS showed up at the parents' residence, steals the children and put them in foster care. And I, I wanna add a little bit to this because a lot, uh, there's been other stories where I've had reach out and it's as soon as you complain, and as soon as you put something forth and you attack CFS, or you 
don't listen to exactly what they tell you to do, even when they're putting your children in jeopardy and you try to protect your children, that's when they take them away. This action of CFS is based on false narratives. It is the opinion of the parent that CFS keeps the kids captive and silent and away from trial so others cannot testify. It is the opinion of this parent that CFS is trying with false slanderous narratives to discredit this parent and that is trying to protect their children, making serious allegations against this parent for all for trying to protect, for all they're, when they're trying to do is protect their own children. CFS has kept the children in custody for almost two years based on lies and false narratives by CFS. The children are deteriorating in their bodies, their spiritual, spiritual aspects, as well as experiencing moral trauma, educational and relationship losses. It is completely inhumane what CFS, the courts and this tyrannical government are doing to these innocent children. In the opinion of this parent, this is done to protect pedophiles and sex and the sex trafficking industry in Alberta. CFS must be dismantled, stripped of all their power. Yes! It is so tainted by this tyrannical government that we must have an open public inquiry. It is the opinion and experience of this parent that the tyrannical government entity CFS also including the police, appointed lawyers, psychologists, medical professionals and appointed judges should re be required to review um, a review of the family law judicial system to mitigate these injustices from happening ever again or continuing to happen. Our children need to be saved and we need your help now. To help understand that this is not a conspiracy, there is, uh, you can go to Rebel News and view Saving Evelyn Children's Mercy Hospital. I would like to add to this a very serious call to action. We've already said it a few times today, but these parents that have reached out to me have reached out to everyone that they were supposed to reach out to, including people that sit in this, I'm not gonna swear, in, including people that sit in this house. They have reached out to their MLAs, their MPs, everyone that they were told was supposed to help them and protect them. We need action now. We can't wait for another election. We can't wait for anybody to be reelected, in, including our party. I, I can guarantee you that anyone from this party that gets elected, though, will not be turning a blind eye to situations like this. Absolutely. But in the meantime, because we still have months and these children are sitting there now, this is a now thing. If you are experiencing anything, whether it is through the child family services, whether it's through judicial <sighs> immortality or immoral behavior, whatever, whatever your injustice is, please reach out. We are getting people together in groups, citizens' actions. You don't have to be a member of the party. You don't, we just need you to get involved. 
And if you are in those systems, because I know there's good police officers and I know there's good social workers out there. You know what's going on and you not speaking out and blowing the whistle on these people makes you just as culpable. Yes. Yes. So reach out, reach out to us. We promise you will, be, will, will remain anonymous. We will get you connected with these groups, uh, with these people, so that we can stand up together and call for our own inquiry. Absolutely. But we have to do something now. We cannot wait, we cannot allow children and men and people of this province to be continually abused. It has to stop. Yes. So, please, if you are experiencing anything, if you know anything, if you know whistleblowers, get them in touch with us now. It's We're going to get them back. That's right. And it's up to us. It is up to us as citizens. So anyway, thank you guys so much for coming out. And I so appreciate your support. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Vicky. So this next, our next speaker has been... Uh, an absolute leader over the past three years, uh, a good friend of mine. Dr. Roger Hodgkinson has passionately defended the medical rights and freedoms of humanity all around the world, not just in Alberta here. Dr. Hodgkinson shares a special passion for Alberta and her people. I know Dr. Hodgkinson to be a kind, caring, and compassionate man. It's an absolute honor to introduce another line of a man, and my friend, Dr. Roger Hodgkinson. Hello, Freedom Fighters. We got into this mess over two decades by being too nice as ordinary, nice Canadians. You don't get out of a situation you, you created by being too nice for too long, by continuing to be nice. No, you're going to take the gloves off and demand change. Because of what's been happening over the last two years, three years, is absolute tyranny, totally unsupported by any medical evidence whatsoever. So, um, it's never too late to change careers, and I'm now wholeheartedly in favor of supporting the Alberta Independence Party. It's an honor to be on the same stage as these gentlemen and Artur in particular. We're here today to protest the continued incarceration of four men whose names need to be repeated. Chris Carbert, Anthony Olienic, Jerry Morin, and Christopher Lysak. Justice delayed is justice denied. No one is in favor of violence to solve these democratic problems. But 18 months in jail before trial is utterly unacceptable in Canada. 
There are numerous precedents of people who have been accused of much worse who are out on bail. And the fact that these four men are still in jail and may not get out for a long time, certainly until their trial, is evidence of a sinister hand keeping them there, and that is the child emperor who's dictating what happens at the RCMP level nationally. It's an absolute disgrace that there's been such politicization of this medical problem nationally. It's a classic example of why Alberta needs to be independent and have its own police, control of its own police and the woke judiciary. The RCMP needs to be given the boot out of Alberta. Having said all of that, I'm a pragmatist. We all want freedom for this province. We may choose different paths and have different ideas. And mine might, mine might be different in some material ways from the Independence Party. In my opinion, vengeance that I deeply want will have to wait. I want to see them all in jail after due process. Due process, not the process that's being administered to these four men from the Coots demonstration. No amnesty for anyone. In fact, jail for some of them is too good because there's been murder on a scale that's unprecedented, administered by these people under orders from Ottawa and in the previous administration from Kenny right here in Alberta. People have been killed. Children are being killed. That is utterly unacceptable in a free and democratic society that we once had. So I fully support Artur and, and the Independence Party of Alberta and I hope to go door knocking with you, Artur, when the time comes. In the meantime, what can be done? I suggest the following practical steps. First off, there should be a, a big buy of ivermectin by this province to get ahead of the queue. Because other countries will be asking for the same thing. And not only that, but it should be up to everyone to walk into a pharmacy and get it without a doctor's prescription just because you want it. No conditions as was attempted in the States, unsuccessfully. Second thing, despite the axe that's fallen on AHS, there's still a lot more to be done. The latest information that came out is basically a rerun of what happened in that pam infamous pamphlet of 15 months or so ago. The messaging is not changed. Heads must roll in AHS. The medical officers, the, the medical examiner's office needs to be totally, totally changed from top to bottom. Sudden adult death syndrome is the commonest cause of death in this province right now. When I was working down there years ago, it was highly unusual to have an unexplained cause of death. Now it's the commonest one and they're hiding. They don't want to investigate it. The, medical, the, chief medi the, the chief medical examiner should be instructed 
to increase the volume of autopsies, and to radically improve the turnaround time for reports so that families can have closure. There needs to be testing for the spike protein and the nuclear capsid so that there can be definitive diagnosis of why these people are dying of SADS. That is not rocket science. I'm speaking knowledgeably as a pathologist. There is no desire to find out, and it should be instituted immediately. There needs to be an expert panel convened, totally independent of government, by the likes of Paul Alexander, Eric Payne in Calgary, and Mark Trozzi, people that can be trusted to give independent, neutral advice to government as to what has happened and how to make damn sure this never happened again. Just to finally recap on COVID, in case you've never heard me before, this was the biggest preventable catastrophe the world's ever seen. A big kill, I'm calling it. According to Peter Halligan, it's caused 20 million deaths. The vaccine now, so-called, rinse my mouth out. 20 million deaths globally. And 2 billion adverse events that are life-changing. That's not to mention the future onslaught of cancer, infertility, the potential of sterility of baby girls being attacked in the uterus. Criminal charges must be laid against the College of Physicians and Surgeons and those, those who were responsible at AHS, whether they've been fired or not. Finally, some lessons learned from this catastrophe. Propaganda works. Government lied to you. That's not the way it's supposed to be in a democracy. The loss of trust has been systemic. Government, doctors, courts, police, church, they've all lost their moral compass. Trust is the cement that holds society together. Once you lose trust, you're on your own. And that's, of course, one of the intention, one of the intent, one of the intents of the child emperor is to make you feel alone so that you're easier to control. Third major lesson, and I've said this repeatedly, China, China, China is the future enemy. Make no mistake, they're coming to get you. One principle of medieval warfare was you don't feed your enemy. We need to starve them to death. Don't buy from China. And if there's one thing you remember from me today, it's this, A, B, C. Anywhere but China. Make sure you, make sure you don't buy anything that you can avoid from that, buying from that country. And finally, of course, the World Economic Forum. They've overplayed their hand. Thank you, Klaus. You're now out in the open. We know who you are. Number one enemy. It's come down to eat or heat. ESG, digital currency, health passport, etc. Instead of it being the Great Reset, it should be now called the Great Reject. And to close, the opportunity that we have is enormous. That's why I'm so proud to be standing here today. It could be called Magna Carta 2.0. But before that happens, I encourage the child emperor to make it worse. Because only by making it worse will all those people out there who've been sucked into this ridiculous scheme, only by making it worse will they be energized to reject 
what the tyranny they've been subjected to. Independence is the only solution for this province. For those of you who are still flag-waving patriots like I was in Ottawa, I say this. Alberta's not proposing to leave Canada. Canada left Alberta a long time ago. The divorce is over. Let's talk about the separation of assets. Let's create the freest, happiest, most prosperous place on earth, right here, the independent Republic of Alberta. And I'd remind you all of Mark Twain's famous statement about the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. That's why you're all here today. You found out why. So continue standing up to be counted. Losing is not an option. Long live democracy. Thank you, Roger. One more speaker. Uh, this individual I met a while back, and uh, we kind of went different paths, and we came back together as it has been happening the last three years. The true leaders coming forward today, standing here. Sean Ham serves as a municipal councillor. I know him to be a man who honors the word of God, as well as the rights, freedoms, and dignity of those he serves. A recent addition to the Independence Party leadership team, we are blessed to have another pastor on our team, a spiritual leader and a statesman. Sean Ham, everyone. How's everybody doing? Still warm? No. That's awesome. Thank you all for coming today. I won't be too long. I'm the last speaker here today. Uh, thank you all for coming. Thank you all for standing for our rights and freedoms this last three years. Thank you for not backing down. I'm a municipal town councillor, as Bob said. I'm an elected official. I've stood for our freedoms and stood for our rights this last three years, and I was re-elected with the second most amount of votes in my municipality. So don't believe the lie that you can't stand for freedom and be elected. Don't, don't believe the lie that people aren't going to vote for freedom. Don't believe the lie that they're trying to feed you, that if you stand for what you believe, we will not move forward. I'm also a pastor at a church in Red Deer. I started a church this last year. We needed a church that was going to stand for rights and freedoms. We needed a church that wasn't going to shut down for mandates, that wasn't going to close. And that's why we started our ministry in Red Deer. We're raising up a congregation that will not fear. We only fear God, we don't fear man. We the people are called to stand and ensure that these subjective mandates never come in again. We are called to stand with those that have fought for our rights and freedoms. My grandparents came here from a communist country, my great-grandparents. I'm only three years away, three generations away from communism. And I will not let that happen on my watch with my children or with my future grandchildren. <laughs> Pastor Archer has stood for our rights and freedoms this last, this last period of time. He has stood by and been unwavering 
He's a pastor that preached a message at Coots, a message of hope, a message of freedom, and he ended up in jail for it. He still has charges against him for preaching freedom, for preaching faith, for preaching Jesus. It's absolutely ridiculous. We have four Coots men that are still in jail for nearly, four, nearly a year for protesting against the subjective mandates that put our province in where it is. They have missed birthdays, they have missed anniversaries, they have missed important family events. I'm here to tell you today that change starts here. Change starts with me and change starts with you. Don't believe the lies that they are feeding you. Don't believe the vote splitting lies that they're telling you. There is no such a thing as vote splitting. There is only one conservative, conservative party here in Alberta. It's not the UCP party, it's the Independence Party. Don't think that we don't stand a chance. What did the Philistines say about David when he went after the, the giant? What did they say when he went against the giant? They said he had no chance. But if God is for us, who can be against us? David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of angel armies, whom you have defied. So what happened because David stood up? David's fame spread throughout the land, 1 Chronicles 14, 17, and the Lord made all the nations fear him. I really believe that's what God is doing in this time. He's going to make all the nations fear those, fear us that are standing for rights and freedoms because we're not backing down. We're not backing down to government. We don't serve government. We serve God Almighty. Amen? The Lord is making our enemies fear us. They are scared. They are running. The God of angels armies is on our side. If you could see in the spirit and see the angels that are around us and see the people that are for us. There are more people that are for us than against us. And don't you believe anything else that, that people are telling you. We must hold this government accountable. We must hold Daniel Smith accountable. Now is the time for action. We are calling on Daniel Smith to drop all charges, the bogus charges against Pastor Arthur Polosky. We're calling on Daniel Smith to drop the bogus charges against the Coots boys. Enough is enough. It's time for us to rise and stand. It's time for us to take our province back. It's time for us to have freedom in this province. In Jesus' name, we, we declare that it is done. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you so very much. Um, I want to close this meeting. I, I thank you so much for, for all of you. I pray for you. I thank you for coming and braving this crazy weather. It's very cold. It's cold for me. Uh, and that's on me because my wife was saying dress properly and I refused to listen. Um, let's not do that. Let's be wiser. Let's listen to our wives, guys. They're a lot wiser than we are. And um, 
We've heard horror stories today, but I know that hope is on a horizon. You're here. You are the real patriots. You are Albertans. You're Canadians. And with people like you, we can move the mountains. And let's start today by moving this mountain before me. So I want to ask my brother, Dave, we're going to do something that you probably have never seen in a political realm ever being done by others. We're going to anoint this ground with oil. And we're going to pray together that God will open those doors for the right type of individuals to take back what's rightfully ours. You know what they did? They locked the doors. Today, they locked the doors of our building from you. Can you believe it? It's, a, it's a, such a symbolism that I see. They are locked the doors because they don't want the truth to come in. So if the man closes the door, we'll pray that God himself will open it. So let's anoint this ground and anoint the doors. Don't get arrested though. Anoint the doors. So let's pray. Pray with me. If you're a Christian, pray with me. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I thank you for this opportunity you have given us today. I thank you for the people that came. And even though it's cold, our hearts are filled with fire. Fire for the truth. Fire for the freedom. And as we anoint this place, as David is anointing the doors that have been shut in the face of Albertans, Holy Spirit, Almighty God, I pray that you will break it open. You break it open. And Father God, if you want us to win, we shall win. And then no man will be able to stop it. And when that happens, I give you my oath that I'll open the books, I'll dig the information and I'll give it back to Albertans. I want to know why they did this to us. I want to know who is giving them orders. And I want to charge those responsible. Justice demands restitution. Father God, bring us justice back into this land. Give us justice back in Alberta. And those villains, Father God, we bring them into your hands. You're the judge of judges. Holy Spirit, have your way with us. And I pray that the truth will set this province, and not just this province, but this country free. Thank you so much. Be blessed. And see you. See you next time. Thank you. It's a little chilly out here. We're going to wrap up. Thank you so much for watching today, everybody. Chris, any last words? Yeah, so probably lots of people have a lot of questions, so I think what I'll do is recognize sovereign authority and kind of dissect this a little bit Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> 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 <laughs>